For full accident management support, including motor replacement, repairs and personal injury compensation claims, just search G4 Claims today. Hi and welcome to this week's episode of the DW Podcast. I am joined by Dundee Football Club star Jordan McGee. How are you doing? Yeah, mate. Nice to be here. I know, I'd good like to have you on. We've been trying to get you for a while, mate. Fan all just COVID and that's obviously knocked it up, but I'd like to be here now. How are you? Good, mate, good. Just back for training. Um, obviously, here are you in this new, new gaff, brilliant. It's nice, isn't it? Do you know the podcast, Shadow? We were just admiring. It's the first time I've recorded in here, probably the first, first of many, but I will talk a wee bit about your career, obviously. No problem. For those that maybe don't know, uh, you started playing in East Cobride, that's where you're from, and then signed for Hearts about 10 year old. Ah, was that uh, Claremont? Um, quite a big club in East Cobride to be fair. Um, my dad and one of, one of my best pals at the time, um, his dad took a team as well. Right. Um, a lot of players from my school and that played with it and it was great. Uh, a few of managed to get picked up by clubs over the place and I went to Hearts um, and it worked out for me. So. Did any other boys go on to play? One of, one of the strikers, actually a really close mate of mine, Scott, uh, Scott Mudlick, he, he was at Hearts and he was a striker and he was there maybe a year before me. Right. And obviously, you know, I told him that I was I was linked to him and that sort of thing. He was he was buzzing to come in, come in, come see what it's like and that. But it was That's great. Uh, already for a young age, the club was great to me, so you know I can't complain. How does that work then? Because did they train in Edinburgh? Did you have to go up there a few times a week? Ah, uh, it was a bit of a nightmare for my mum and dad and that. That's obviously we'll probably touch on that later on. Obviously, mum and dad have been massive for me, but they had to pick me up for school. Sometimes I was getting three passes out of school at like two o'clock right. to meet the bus. Um, in the corner of my house at Curtin Home and then one of the scouts would drive us, East Coast Scouts would drive us to Cumbernauld, pick up boys and go to Edinburgh. So no done that uh, three times a week since I was probably about 11, so well travelled to be fair. I think what people don't, well you've touched on it, you know your mum and dad were great for you, but people don't understand, is it such a commitment for parents as well? Isn't it? Like, it's massive, my dad, mum and dad still don't miss a game, like I could be playing, uh, obviously last year they couldn't get to the games, but the year before that at Dundee we were playing maybe Inverness away and my dad's like, Surely he's not wanting tickets, and he's texting me going, I get a cut of tickets and I went up. So that's brilliant. It's massive for me, and obviously, to see your family in the crowds, what's the next three incentive? You're a big family man yourself because you've obviously got, got kids as well, and, and it seems to me that for football players at a young age, maybe I'm being unfair here, Jordan, but I feel as if that if you've got that focus and you're doing it for your family, you're almost more driven. You know, it, maybe I'm being very unfair, but you often see young boys going off the rails and it's stories about girls are going out partying, Aye, but I think but, if you've got that focus, then it helps. And then you get them pushing you and also even my pals for a young age, fact if they were going out to what was it, house parties and that back in the day, mm-hmm. um, when you were younger. And they wouldn't let you drink, wouldn't let you do anything. My mum and dad were always on it as well, they'd pick me up, drop me off. So, you know, as I said, massive biggest influence in my career and as you said, touched on there, um, I can imagine every other every other football player, my mum and dad have of them um, putting the, the groundwork for them. Aye. I mean, it's, it's so easy to lose that focus as well. And you must have seen so many players that you've come through with that have had so much potential and maybe could have been a better player than yourself, but they've maybe not had that backing at home. Or 100%. I've played with some top players from, I was touched on, since I went to Hearts, you know, mm-hmm. young young boys. Unbelievable talent. And for whatever reason, they just, whether it's to go to drinking or the girls, you say, but, you know, there's also a bit of luck in it as well to get to get to where you are, hard work and you Bit of luck along the way, and thankfully, um, I managed to do all right for myself so far. Well, I see you were, was it 16 when you made your debut? Hi, 16. My first year, I could take me fair. It probably helped me because hearts were almost going to the way they were, mm-hmm. 
the administration side of things. Um, and obviously Gary Lott was he was great. Me, he was big on youth. Ever since about then, I was pretty much training with the first team. That's um, brilliant, eh? And that's all you can ask for. Every opportunity and probably get handed it too early, um, to be honest. But I think so. Um, I would definitely say so. Physically as well, when I obviously get chucked in a big club like Hearts and um, there's a lot of scrutiny, you need to win every game. Absolutely. Um, which is great it's good for your development, but at the same time it's difficult for a young kid getting chucked in. But no, I loved it and you know, don't regret a thing. See with the money worries and stuff at Hearts at the time, you've heard so many stories and I've watched other podcasts like Sci Ferries and whatever else and Aye. those are talking about we went weeks and months without getting paid. I suppose for a young boy like yourself that's still staying at home and he's got pride with your mum and dad, it's not as bad, but it's unsettling. For me it was alright because obviously I was, I was on the buttons at the time, so like, but I mean, the travels through like Jamie Hamill and Ryan Stevenson um, when I was younger, they were they were great and they, they picked me up so I couldn't drive at the time obviously and they were still driving even though they weren't getting their wages, they've got mortgages, kids and, and that, so I don't know how they've done it to be honest. Um, and to be fair, the club at the time Going through a hard, a hard time, but you know they managed to win the Scottish Cup, and and still all the players were all out of the club, and, and they worked, and worked as hard as possible. Did you have much dealings with Romano? Nah, nah, I signed my contract. Um, probably when I was fifteen, actually, but I couldn't sign it. Couldn't go in until I was sixteen, sort of thing. Um, but never really with him. It was always his wee secretaries, and obviously because I wasn't getting much money, Aye. you're not going to be dealing with totally. uh, the top man. So. But from the stories I've heard and from the people around the club that I used to speak about, it was, I think it was a bit bonkers, I think, a bit nuts, but that's what it is. And you know, they spent a lot of money pretty much. Was Presley the captain when you first met him? Then I was at uh, Zalyuskis. I think it was Zalyuskis and um, Andy Webster. So I, right. I think, I think he, he played a lot of eight more games than uh, Zal at the time. I think he was injured, so my first time it was really between Zal and, um, and Andy Webster. But what were they like? Were they? Decent. Ah, they were good, bro. Everyone at first team was good, hard, but fair, just what you want, Absolutely. just to be it still is now. Um but you know, everyone treated you treated you respect, you were there for a reason and just to go and give you a good platform to go try your try your thing. Jordan, you say is that your first game you're maybe too young or you're, you know, physically more immature than the rest of them or, but correct me if I'm wrong, did you know scored in your second game? Aye. as a sub against Aberdeen. Ah but it was a year after, so a lot of people would forget that. Oh, I, right, okay. I made my debut towards the tail end of the season against St Mirren, we were 3 up. And I came up 4 3. Probably, I don't know, my luck. No, I came on right back, I think it was Mary Tyler that came off. Um, came on right back, played, I think I played about 10 minutes, but I think it felt like fucking about an hour. You know, really? Couldn't breathe, and obviously the fans and that, I was dead nervous, but you know, get to get out of the way, and then obviously the full summer to start to sink in. And, yeah. Charlie batteries and go again and you know second game of the season uh, get called upon I think I think it was bad McKay went down with a bit of concussion and I got chucked on and just came to the back post and I was I was lucky I was in the right here at the right time Still putting yourself in I was lucky <laughs> nah but you, don't, you never want to say you deserve things so they've always got into me and obviously I just took a risk and it came in my head and the rest was you must have had some really highs at hearts as well but I want to focus on a low for a moment <laughs> Apparently, I have a few. Uh, I've definitely had a few. Probably Waldo's and highs to be honest, but that's football on it. Um, still maintain it was not a penalty, but you know. Um, it was at Tynecastle as well. No, no, no it was Ross Easter Road. I, right. I, I can just I remember at the time and I remember going to the dressing room. I was thinking, I'm never playing for, for this club again. I've ruined it. I've, oh really? Eh? Oh, lowest I've ever been. Because uh, oh, really? 
obviously the derbies are massive and then to give that away it was I was a sore one to take my family were in the stand as well so no doubt I was probably getting doggy boost and they were sitting watching it listening to it but at the time it was oh, it was horrific and how were the fans were you were that were they were they on your back or did they think you know you still a young boy like 50-50 it's pretty much any any fan base I had a few like he's a young boy right. um, he learn from it and there a few tweets and that which he normally gets it's like hundred pounds from McGee's head and a plate and that I was like <laughs> you're joking ah, yes, right? I swear there's a few I think actually you it might not have been you but maybe Gary or something yeah. my cousin a few of it and his pals uh, jumped on a few of them but that that's, must be really hard. That's what comes with social media, so you, you take a good bit of bad. Um, as I said, that was a real low point for me. And then obviously, the Aberdeen handball and all that was probably up there as well. That was at Pataudry as well, wasn't it? I, that was at Pataudry, so obviously it wasn't as much scrutiny because you're playing, you're going to play in a derby, but Aberdeen Hearts obviously had a massive game and it was live on Sky Sports at the time. And it's quite a big game because I think we were both thrashing out for sorry, third or fourth, maybe fifth place. So. To do that as well, obviously, it was, it was a, a nightmare and it's probably my two biggest regrets at the club, obviously, but at the time you don't, you don't mean it. It's no, just, not at all. I don't think you can regret that because it wasn't. Obviously, nobody does. No intention, but you don't, you don't go out every day and think, I'm going to do this. It's just right. spur of the moment thing and it was obviously a, a nightmare scenario for me, but you know, it was sort of part of the learning process. You had to reflect on that Hearts career then when you were there. What was your highlights? Win the league, obviously. Um, it was great, great bunch of boys, and I think I was only maybe 18, 19 at the time, so to win my, my first championship, albeit in the, cha- the championship, but it was a tough league. You'd have you know, Rangers as well, um, in it as well, so that definitely, and then obviously your debut was, was massive for me as well. I forgot you were in the championship at the same time as Rangers. Aye, that was, I think it was that 2014, maybe. Aye, if we won it, we won it probably about. And see when you go in at the start of the season and Hibs and Rangers are in the league, was it like we're winning this? Or was it we might we'll try and get into the playoffs? Or? I think that's always a mentality when you were at Hearts. Um all the clubs have been at to be honest, it's always got a mentality where you need to win. Absolutely. Um which is obviously great, great from the fans' point of view and great from the players' point of view, because you always want to win and, and win things. Good. And then Middlesbrough. The first time you went down, talk us through that because it seems like was it round about Christmas? Was it a Christmas one or summer? Ah, it was close, obviously. Um, I think I was talking to my to my agent. And there was a few teams sniffing about. I think Ipswich put a, a few bids in for me at the time. Um, Juventus? Was that paper talk? Aye, that, of course it was. That's, <laughs> a lot of fans think that, that come to the player's mouth, but of course it wasn't. There's no way, no way in hell Juventus are interested in me. You know, I only played a handful of games at Hearts. <laughs> Where did they come from? You don't know? I don't know, just, just yeah. in the paper. Um, you still see it now these days, young yeah. boy. You always see young, younger players that come through and they do half decent, you know, in the first yeah. sort of... 10, I thought that was maybe like the agent or something. 10-15 games, no. Yeah, no. Like first 10-15 games you do well and yeah. you've got a buzz about you and everyone's talking about you sort of thing. Um, but that, there's no way in hell that was ever... Uh, if I go any harm, I'd be realistic. Um, but obviously going back to the, the Middlesbrough thing, I had that, a few clubs that were sort of sniffing about me. Um, and... I think it was at Ipswich at the time. It was, and they they weren't they weren't notorious for putting bids in for players. So, and it was obviously it came from Mick McCarthy who was wanting me. I'm not saying I was going to go down there and play all the time or anything that far from it. But obviously I was a centre back at the time, and for our top centre half, well renowned around the world name, to be interested in you, I thought it'd be great to go up them. Um, wasn't meant to be, and then obviously uh, six months later I was sort of allowed to leave the Hearts to go on loan and. Um, the opportunity came up to go 
to have to go down south and sample that and see what that was like. It was it was obviously one that I was keen on taking. Um, never worked out and then managed to get my move there the, the year later. What happened the first time when the because the loan deal was, I remember seeing it on Sky Sports News and whatever you know McGee's went to Middlesbrough and then it. I was doing uh, it's goodbye shopping set my mum. Was it I think it was a Tuesday or Wednesday? Sorry, I always my day off. So what were you buying? I took it for lunch. And I always, <laughs> I always taking it for lunch and uh, just my day off. And I've, uh, and obviously I knew that I was allowed to leave to go on. I think Hartford tried to get in. I think it was John Sutton a bit of time, sort of same position. So there was obviously talk that sort of one in, one out. You can, you can leave. Um, and uh, I then get a phone call from my agent. I knew it was quite close, and he said, "Listen, you need to go to Tynecastle to sign papers, and then." drive down and then sign them in the middle of the morning, lodge them off and so I've obviously rushed home and that and then got changed and packed a few in my bag, went to Tynecastle about six o'clock maybe, uh, signed the papers about eight and thought it was done and then I just get, get pulled out of a room with Robbie Nielsen and Levine to say it's, it's not happened and obviously that was heartbreaking for me, um, tough one to take again but um, it's just football sometimes goes through, sometimes don't and Tried my best throughout the season. And then you got there eventually? Yeah, it came about um, the, f- the following summer actually. Um, they were interested, so they just got promoted to the Premiership. Obviously, you know, again, I wasn't going to go down and play in the first team, um, far from it. Cause Did that put you off at all? Because you've been playing first team up here and you were doing really well. No, not at all, because I, w- I just wanted to go down and just, sam- just sample it. I just wanted to see how all the best pros in the world lived, trained and just see what it was like and I opened up for me kind of thing because I, I felt like I wasn't really, um, I was sort of stagnated at heart a little bit, I wasn't um, sort of playing very often, um, my performances probably weren't, weren't great, didn't merit me to play all the time and I just thought a fresh start, a fresh challenge, why not go down there and see how the top pros do it and thankfully I got a chance to do that and absolutely no regrets because to go down there and obviously much it was 23s I was playing on my team the first team quite a bit and the boys at Victor Valdez and things there in the yeah, grade yeah. so um, what age were you when you were there? 20 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20. 20 so you're still playing 23s you mean you're still, still a young boy yeah because I, so I mean so I still went down as much as it wasn't competitive as what it is up in Scotland right. far from it but there's still pressure on you down there to win every game because the Premier League two leagues pretty um, everyone wants to win and some teams actually play overage players so, again, that was a good learning experience against some... Who did you come players. up against? Was there MD, MD and O? So, West Ham was actually a good one. We played at the Olympic Stadium. At the time, I think it was Ashley Fletcher was up front. Um, Declan Rice was playing midfield. Right. Um, I think a few other boys I had. Fernandez, a Portuguese boy, Mother of Park. He was, he was brilliant as well. But, and I also got to play in top stadiums, but it's St James's Park as well. So it was, it was well worth it, to be honest. And um, it was... I would be fair, no regrets at all. See, when you played in the development league at St James's Park, was there fans allowed in? Yeah, but... Because that's almost a wee bit of a derby, isn't it? Aye, it was, to be fair, because as soon as I got there, a lot of boys always spoke about it. That, yeah. Sunderland, was... Um, there was derbies for them, and they always wanted to win the games. You want to win any game, of course, but there's always that wee edge when you're playing against a team that's Absolutely. a local rival. Uh, there was fans in, but nothing that you would see up here. It was very minimal. There were a few, obviously, fans that were in watching it, and... But it wouldn't be about a thousand, seven hundred maybe max. Yeah. See when your contract was done then, what are you thinking? I'm going back to Scotland, or was there interest down south? Or? I still would like, I think it was two years I've had it left at Hearts. Um, 
a sort of loan option to buy thing um, for Middlesbrough, and obviously they decided against it. Um, it just didn't really fit the criteria. They, they just got relegated. Chances are I wasn't going to play in the championship. Um, as well, spending their money on. Jordan, I don't feel that that stented your confidence. If anything, Some the opposite. Days. No, it was it was it was it was massive. It was a great experience, but um, obviously the. the the money, I think it was maybe, I can't remember how much it was. They wanted to invest the money in obviously their first team, and that's quite right. Exactly. I was, I'm, I'm glad they were honest with me, they told me about April time, so that means I could speak to my agent and get plans in motion to come back up. And I did, I came back up the hearts under uh, Cathro, and right. he, was, he was brilliant, he was talked to me fair. What was he showing you in his laptop? <laughs> <laughs> A lot of stuff about that, but no, he's football he, manager. He was, he was brilliant. Some of his, was idea, really, eh? some of his ideas and that were off the scale, his training was different class um, just I'm so it. glad you've said that right because see when he got appointed I was thinking out of the box this is it this guy's going to be class and then uh, it just didn't happen for him I think it was, hard. It was difficult because Hearts were probably going through a transitional period at the time mm-hmm. um, we had that team that won the league and then they sustained themselves and the, they got Europa League actually the year after and obviously Robbie Nielsen left and Cathode came in and he wanted to make his own sort of stamp mm-hmm. on the team but he was still left with the players that Robbie had, so it was a bit difficult for him, maybe. Um, but since I went back, he was oh, he's brilliant. His training and everything about the place was he left no stone unturned. It was great. Do you feel that maybe this is again maybe unfair? But I feel as if managers like that, when they're not as established, he's not really been a football player, right? He's came from a different background. I feel as if senior pros don't give them the respect they deserve, and maybe I'm taking that. Motherwell fans would probably disagree with me on this, but take Motherwell for example. I feel like when people like Ian Barraclough come in, you know, and it's not a name that they know in it's Scottish name, people, aye. Aye, they're like, nah, we know better than him. Aye. You know, or that's just fans, all they always. Uh, but, but I feel as if people at hearts with him written half before he started. I think maybe a section of them did, but like the players, from the time I can only speak from experience, everyone bought into it, everything he was doing, and there was obviously some. Some big names in there. There was Christoph Bera was there. Right. He signed Laugh and Kyle Lafferty, he was there. And they all bought into what he was doing. I think it was a case of just we needed time for everyone to gel and, and he didn't get it. I'd probably never got it and it was just made it look worse than what it actually was. What was Lafferty like to play with? He seems like a, a bit of a laugh. he's brilliant to be fair. He's uh he stays not far from me and I'm still in touch with him today. My my sister's he's quite close with um, his and the kids got on well so He's a great guy and obviously he's away in Cyprus now, loving it up, so obviously uh, good luck to him. And is he good to be around the dressing room as well, is he? Oh, he's, he's, he's some laugh, he just takes the edge off everything when times aren't great or times are up, he's always just the same, same mellow, he's always he's a great vibe about him and as I said, he's a great guy and uh, good luck to him out there, obviously. How did the Falkirk move come about then? Pretty much this, I came back to Hearts with, under, under Cathro and Played, played quite a lot of the Betfred Cup games and done, done alright. Um, I think we played a back three times, me, Berra and maybe, maybe Suter I think it was. And, uh, good players. Very good players, a good team. Under Catherine I said, the players they were there were, were good. And um, came back, did a pretty good pre-season, played the Betfred Cup games and um, we played Celtic at Park, I think it was, on a Saturday, first game of the season. And I think he got sat on the Thursday, I think it was, so... Right. There's a good chance that I'm not sure I would have been involved, I might have been involved yeah. in that and then I went for that and I think it was John Daly and maybe Henry always took over. And, uh, I actually forgot he took over. I think 
Liam Fox was another one came in and obviously they had their own ideas and yeah. I wasn't um, I, didn't, I didn't play at all in the game I don't think I was in the squad actually I think I was quoted that must be ridiculous you must be kicking yourself I was, it's always hard to take but again that's football every man you've got to respect the manager that's his decision he goes with his 11 his 18 sorry he thinks the best and going to get his out for the club and that's what it was um, and then obviously it was, I think it was a week left of the window or something and just to see where I could go and uh, a few teams bought them up but I just wanted to play football uh, I didn't want to go and maybe play 15 20 games a season I wanted to go to a club where I was going to play and, totally. and develop and what was good to me and you know Peter Houston got in contact with me and spoke greatly and I went to see the club and obviously it was a brand new stand stadium and mm-hmm. all got fighting for promotion sort of a year before and I thought this is, this is great for me to go here learn the game and and kick on and it was great for me for was what a club it is to be honest a sleeping giant in many ways to be honest Absolutely. Absolutely. I often look at Falkirk and think they're a Premier League team I've grown up actually you see you see I've done film and that and, and Falkirk teams like that in the Premier League and obviously they've just lost their way but you know it's Scottish football difficult at times it seems before Dundee Falkirk was the one where you really made your mark the fans loved you you became captain don't get me wrong the, the results maybe weren't the greatest <laughs> again a hard time in football I went in thinking you know we're going to, because they were riding so high in the last couple of years being close to promotion and I was thinking I'm going to go in here and you know try and help the club get to the premiership yeah. sort of thing and uh, you said the results never went away for whatever reason and, but I couldn't uh, complain at all about my my thing at Falkirk it was great for me was that- learning on the pitch and as you said being captain off the pitch so I learned a lot um, Was that your first season the major captain? No, second it was. Mark Kerr was a captain um, at the time. He was great. He was a brilliant captain to honest Kerr, so he looked after everyone, every boy. And he did just give him a call and he would have sorted it. Right. Um, and that's what you want, especially when you move, to, move from club to club. You want somebody so, to welcome you with open arms. And then relegation. <laughs> Had to bring it up. What, what happened? I don't know. It was just... We, th- we thought at the start of the season we, we, I think we just survived maybe the year before I think we finished 7th or something and, um, again though it's similar to you know Hearts as well it was a good team it was, was, players it, was that it was a good team Premier League players you know there is and I think the season after that because we just survived maybe we thought we needed a, a rebuilding job and sure. I think a lot of players came in Gaffer was Hartley at the time Paul Hartley who oh, great manager Thunder was great with me a great guy as well and Obviously, a lot of boys came through the door from down south and you know different places, and just came up. It just, just never worked. Um, to be fair, it just never. All the intentions were there, the ideas were there. Just again, it's never really worked. Um, Paul Hartley and Ian Cathro, right? For me, that's the polar opposites of football managers. Aye, someone that's been there and done it and won things, and aye. someone that's not, not done it. But so, how does the training differ for somebody like Cathro or Hartley? Cathro is all more of a. Position at base, so you know before every game your key players where you can hurt them and and where the shape shape of team has to be. Um, Hartley was more just like uh, quite similar in a way. The shape was always done as well. You knew what you were up against, but Hartley was more tough training, like physical, like uh, running sometimes and wee games, short sharp things. Um, which every player will tell you that's what they want. His training was great as well, uh, but 
And I'd imagine Cathro wouldn't go through you the way that Hartley would go through you if he had a poor game or made a bad touch. Or... Obviously, I was only ever a short period of Cathro. I was only yeah. for about two months, so I never, he never really cracked because it was only pre-season games mm-hmm. um, and Betfred Cup games. So he, he never really had the chance to crack when I was there. Um, Gaffer Hartley at the time, he could probably go if he had to. But again, he was he was great. He just tried to keep it as, as calm as he could and um, keep the place as grounded as possible. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, you, you left Falkirk to go to Dundee. But at that time, you were the captain. And Jordan, I was quite shocked to see that you made that decision to leave. Because I know how fondly the fans thought of you and how fondly you thought of them as I well. I did. I really, loved, I really liked the club at the time. It was great. To be around, obviously, it was a difficult time for the club fans, everyone involved. It's, it's hard to take relegations, a bit of a pill to swallow. I feel that any club. I know that you're a hard luck here or anything, but I feel that. That's what I was, I was, I was thinking, mate, honestly, at the time, I was thinking, it's me. It's just it's me, I just need to chuck it. As simple as that. But, but it's like Hearts had their money worries, and then when Falkirk were in that position, there was a lot of talk about them, like, could they go down the pan, will they survive? Do they need to, like, staff go behind the scenes and all that as well that's just that comes with like any relegation mm-hmm. as soon as you get relegated that's the first thing you're, you're playing for people's jobs ladies in the office cleaners everyone you're playing for and that's a lot of pressure on, on players as well um, but it was a tough decision to make because I really made a good relationship with Ray McKinnon and, and Daz Taylor at the time when they came in uh, they were great with me it was then that actually made me captain and I managed to play some, some decent football under them um, the club and keep me but it was just the fact that we're going obviously going to League One I still wanted to be there and, and you know, dive the club back up where it belongs but obviously if you have your personal point of view you Absolutely. want to play at the highest level possible and then luckily enough the phone went off the gaffer she's made paper now and you know I've not looked back too far what's he like is he? you're obviously going to say a great manager <laughs> no, 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 no I know every manager I've had I've took something from and uh, the gaffer's no different he's brilliant um, Great guy on the park, great guy off the park, you know, you can tell he's, he's been a player before, so he knows from a, a player's point of view. Um, and he's really helped me, he's brought me on, you know, massively, I think, um, both on the pitch and, and off the pitch as well, with things in life in general. There's something here that I don't understand. You were a defender and you're a midfielder, where did it come from? I was a midfielder in the first time in Hearts, like when I was oh, really? 11, I was talking about back in the day at Claremont. Oh, I was a, a, mid, a goal scorer midfielder, believe it or not, and then... I've spoken this in the press. Have they said that a couple of years ago, wouldn't they? Oh, no, I know. After watching the playoffs, I'm saying. And uh, I've said this in the press on all numerous times. Like, the taller you get in Scotland, as if you get the further back of the pitch you go. <laughs> so true. So I get moved back to defence, and at the time it was probably right for me at Hearts because I had a lot of top midfielders at the time, uh, and my team had Liam Henderson, who's at um, over in Italy. Right. Barry was. Aye, uh, he's he's over there. He's obviously a top player, um, and there was a lot of young players that are there probably better meet time so right. I wasn't really getting the game time there so sure. I think he get moved back uh, I think the coach was called Craig McCartney he moved me back and he was great for me he was hard on me taught me you know, how, to try, how to try and defend <laughs> um, and ever since then I was, I was always a defender until um, recently the gaffer just, just tried something different and it's, it's paid it's off worthy. it did um, and I've seen something in training I've had I'm not entirely sure, but there was a time obviously at the start of last season. I think I wasn't a, had a good year the year before and started last season. And I didn't start off at great to be fair. I was making a few dodgy mistakes and that fought for a few goals. And the gaffer just sort of pulled me and said, Listen, go take you to the fire line for a bit. Your, head, cause your head's gone a little bit and just don't change what you're doing because we know what you can do at the club. Just sort of just keep going and things will turn out eventually for you. Um, 
so which I thought was great, obviously. And then one day, just I think we were playing that rooms game against Hawthorne, just pulled me before it. I mean, I went to just play in the midfield role, so I automatically thought, oh, like six, just in front of the back four, like defensive mind, you could hang. And then he's like, nah, just box to box, or hang, get up and play. And everything just flooded back, and hang, just from when I was younger. Uh, were you buzzing about it, or were you nervous? No, I was, that's not, I can, I'll play anywhere, any manager will tell you that, wherever you need to play, I'll play. Um, give my best, and I think maybe the manager spotted something in training, or I don't know what it was, maybe just my attributes, and just plonked me in there, and as I said, it's sort of paid off so far, and that's where I think my future will be, going forward, will be with midfield. It's a big, big club as well, Dundee, and... Ma- massive, actually blew me away when I signed, obviously I knew how close the stadiums and that were, but... It's almost like a goldfish bowl. Soon you, you drive by cars and Dundee, and people are, oh, you see, you know, yeah, it was a bit um, surreal. And obviously the first game, the fans and that were brilliant. And then the derbies, they were massive and all. Like full houses, place was rocking. It's amazing. Eh? It, it almost massive. feels like when Dundee United or Dundee get relegated and they're both in the championship, it benefits them because they're getting the full houses. You know, obviously they want to play in the top league, but. Both, both, mate, both clubs obviously belong in the top league, and that's Absolutely. back there, obviously where we belong now um, last season. But you know the game, the games were massive. They blew me away before I played in Edinburgh derbies, and they, they were obviously great in their own way. But I think because the stadiums are so close, the city's so tight, it's uh, it's brilliant, and the games are electric. And I'm looking forward to the game this season. Getting pelters for the away fans. Ah, you get that. You get that in every game. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'll get that a lot this season as well. So you know, that's great as well. We have fans back that are going to even for that slaughter. You know, that's that's great. You want that, and um, the fact they're back is great. There's some really big characters in that Dundee dressing room. I mean, who I, I think probably wrongly also get pelters for their attitude or who people presume that they are when they're maybe no. As a Motherwell fan, I always look at McGowan. <laughs> Anytime we play against McGowan, I think, no, he is a total wanker. But the oh. truth is, he's, he's been in the leagues for a long, long time. Hard button player. Obviously, he's had his, his moments or whatever, but it seems like he's a... It sounds like he's a good player to be around. Gouger's so underrated. Um, it's probably one of the best play- better players I've played with, to be honest. They've yeah. taken the ball anywhere, any situation. He's Gouger's brilliant. Great guy as well, doing for you uh, again. And as, a, as you said, a few the boys are obviously mis- misled in dressing. People are um, obviously Jason Cummins comes to mind. Absolutely. I think there's. But they're both down to earth guys and are, are absolutely great gents. I look at McGowan and I see his hairline, I think that's where I'm going and it gives me the fear. <laughs> <laughs> and I look at Jason Cummings and I wish I had hair like him. I go he's quite touchy but that goes at my fear, but he's trying on it, but um Cummings hairline's not bad to fear. Talk to me about him. Just tell me about him because for me he is an absolute hero, Scottish football legend. Everything that he does, both on and off the field, is amazing. I think about the the one where but we're moaning about his attitude about everyone goes, aye, but if, you, if you're going to have that, you know, all the top players have had it, look at Gaza, blah, 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 and I'm thinking, he, he obviously rates himself, but he also likes to have a laugh as well. I think what you see with Jason in the press is, eh, not the press, sorry, his interviews is what you get with him, like, yeah. he's a top lad, like, he's no what he's perceived to be, everyone on the press and think, think Jason Cummins is he's obviously seen that. Yeah. It is bonkers at times, like, some of the things he says and comes away with, but he's not, like, uh, a great guy, um, again, brilliant in the dressing room, especially last year, things were going down, if we were not picking up results, and he still comes in with the same cheery, happy attitude, um, and again, somebody who's dedicated to the football club and doing 
what's best for for himself as well. And um, as I said, he is a bit much um, at times, but in, in a good way. What's your best PG stories about him? Obviously, we've seen the uh, chandelier videos of him swinging in that, that chandelier. That was a belter. I think that was my my cover photo on Twitter for about a month after it. It was unbelievable. <laughs> um, Amazing. Well, the hotel staff are right with that, or what was the? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> but because we had the room, we had a, a sort of big sort of room suite thing. Uh, everyone was together, the club staff, mm-hmm. people up behind the scenes. It was, a, it was a great moment. Everyone was together and just felt like we did it. We got promoted, what we set out to do. Um, and obviously, the night gets on, it's like four o'clock, five o'clock, and you can just see his eyes going a little bit. And <laughs> sees that chandelier, and that's him. But to be fair, some of the boys were egging him on, so Aye, he's, just, he's just jumped on it. I mean, <laughs> It and you know it was it was brilliant. It was that was probably one of the best ones I've seen uh, live. We'll talk a wee bit about the, the playoff in a bit, but watching the, the songs that I seen on your, your Instagram so it looked like you were the DJ that night. Uh, aye, for some songs I would say so aye, but we had a playlist to be fair because it was working for us. Right. We had a set playlist from probably March time. Really, yeah. Where um I think it was Cummins was in charge of most of it to be fair. Um a couple of GBX tunes mixed in there, a couple of like, old school songs, and it was just working for us. So yeah. that's when we thought, just keep it going, keep it going, keep rolling, and managed to get promoted. So we just banged it on the bus and on repeat, and that was us. Talk to me about this, right? Because you've always been the captain at Dundee. Someone that's never been in a football environment, dressing him. What do you mean you had a playlist? Like, when do you play it? What's the story with this? How does it come about? Like, who contributes to this? And just folks say, no, that tune's absolutely pissed. Aye, some, it does take big boys to take the DJ, to be fair. <laughs> I've never done it before, I don't get all that, because the boys get slaughtered for it putting it on. But, um, I, they all just sort of, if somebody puts a good song on the week before, they think, that's ah, a belter, keep that one on next week. And you just play it before the game? Aye, every game. So as soon as you get there, you obviously go out and see the pitch and that, the gaffer will name the team and right. say a wee bit, and then you put the songs on until the other team's coming, uh, team lines coming, and then we'll speak about it in our team. Um, and I've just sort of picked a few classics, like GBX ones and a few old school ones, and it's just, as I said, it's just one of the things. It gets you pumped up. I, you're already you're pumped up, obviously you've got that, I can just uh, give you a wee edge, and it's obviously a good, a good vibe around the room for all the boys. As a role as captain as well, Jordan, you said that, uh, I can't remember who it was you said before, you were like, he was a great captain, Mark here. He'd done everything for you, you know, if there was anything that you needed, anybody they went to, he would do everything for your family, personally, yeah, and at all. What, what do you take on as captain when you were captain at Dundee? What, what roles do you need to take on and what would make you a good captain as opposed to somebody maybe isn't? I had a lot of good captains, to be honest. I had Danny Wilson at Hearts, probably first proper captain probably I'd say, and he was great to me because he's he'd probably been a young boy at Rangers before coming through, so he knew how to deal, deal with me great and I said I moved club to Kerr's always brilliant for me. That's the first thing you want is a stunt open my arms and you go to a new club and Absolutely. to be fair to Falkirk and Dundee as well, it's a, it's a family club, you walk in there and you're, you're welcome to open my arms straight away. Okay. Um, and you just take snippets, like the managers, you just take me snippets out of everyone and just try and marry it into your own personality. Um, I think it's a captain just there, it's there for everyone, a, a spokesperson pretty much for a team if anyone needs anything. If someone's maybe injured, just keep their head up, text, dropping their text and Obviously, I'd just be a good teammate, just be there for them and lead by example, make sure you're training every day and um, make sure our boys are sort of wanting to push other boys as, to as good as they can be. I suppose as well, like, I'll, I'll put my hands up and I'll, I'm a Motherwell fan for those that are listening and don't know, but 
when Stephen O'Donnell got made captain this season for Motherwell, I was thinking, I don't know if that's the right choice because as a as a fan, we just look at the team. You're probably looking for the player on the pitch that shouts the most. Do you know what I mean? Are you looking for the player on the pitch that's the loudest? He's not, but I've no doubt that around the dressing room, he's exactly the type of person that you describe. He's sending a Delsa text. It's, and that's maybe what fans and myself don't take into consideration. I wouldn't say I'm the loudest in the park either. I'll, I'll shout, well done, and come on a bit better. But I wouldn't say I would, there's a lot more people in the, the team, the goalies as well. They're, they're always, they never shut up, man. Yeah. A, sometimes you actually have, I'm going to shut up, man. <laughs> Shouting every minute. Uh, but I think there's someone that just always tries their best and is always just there for everyone and just leads by example. Things are not going well. Listen, they're just. Maybe they're not having a great game themselves, but they're still trying that extra ten percent, and I think that's that's massive. And to be honest, I think my old Steve McDonald's probably going to get anyone better. He's just played in the Euros with Scotland and experience, and from what from what I read about him, see about him, he's obviously a very nice guy. So as you said, he's probably the first person to text people and welcome people as well. Do you take into consideration when you're is this your role as a captain to deal with fines and? Night out at Christmas and all that, or is that? To be fair, I leave that to Charlie, Charlie, Charlie Adam. He does most of that because he's he's been in the blocks, played at the top level. So he knows what's the best finds and all the um, the best nights out to go and that. So I leave all that sort of stuff to even the boys decide where they want to go. If they want to go to Belfast or Newcastle, it's sort of a group decision. And, but you're too sensible for that. Charlie Adam is one that I definitely want to talk to you about because your position, you've moved up to midfield now as well, and then you've got Charlie Adam coming in, he's a top, top player, played at the top level, fantastic. Like, does that threaten you, or do you think, yes, I'm going to play with him, he's going to bring me on to be a better player? What, what is he like around the club as well? Definitely bring you on to be a better player, I'd say. Um, I think midfield, Dundee, we all balance off each other really well, we've all got different attributes that are, that are better than um, better than some um, attributes, so I would say definitely brings the best out of you Charlie, um, and you can tell he's played at the level he has and won the things he has, um, and sometimes around you just like a sponge, you just want to take wee bits, wee snippets of everything and try and implement it in your own game, um, but de- he's, he's definitely one that He's another one in dressing him, he's massive influence, as you can understand from the level he's played that. He's another one that's always there for the boys as well. Which is can you believe it when he was going back to Dundee? You know, it's, I know, it's, it's his hometown, isn't it? At the time, we were all thinking the same, we're thinking, Charlie Adam, man. That's a big name, obviously. But I'm going to get next to him in the team photo. He's, <laughs> he's, 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 he's came back and obviously he's, he's pushed his on, kicked his on and, and helped us massively towards promotion, getting back to where he belongs. I've seen a lot of reports this week, just when, or last week, sorry, when the league was about to start, right, and it was like Charlie Adam carried that team last year and they got them up, and I've no doubt that he did, right, he done very, very well, but I think that's maybe a bit of an insult to the rest of the team as well. It was very much a, a, very much a team performance, I was like, boy, for Chipman, we goals over the place, I think Big Ashy, the centre half, he's got to be one of the best in the year in Britain, he's a, scores every game, he's saved, he's brilliant in there, I think he scored about eight goals for centre half last year, big goals as well. Um, obviously Charlie provided a lot, scored a lot, and then we Pizzo, Paul McMillan when he signed, created yeah. a lot, so it was definitely a team performance towards the tail end of the season, we just stuck together and we just felt like we could take on anyone to be honest. What about these games against Ray Rovers? I could not believe you, you were banging them in. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> obviously... It know. obviously felt like, obviously Charlie Adam, as I say, was the main man, but game to the playoffs and who was everybody talking about? 
Charlie still be fair. No, he's, come he's, on. He's passes and that. <laughs> um, they're two great balls to me, and obviously. His vision's I, incredible. I finished, right? I, that's what I mean. Charlie sees passes that other players don't. <laughs> so I, I make a run. You can find me. Hopefully, it can happen a few times this season. Uh, but they games, they were special, to be honest. They were just a different. Obviously, you know what's at stake, so it was a little bit extra. And they had home fans in, didn't they? They didn't have away fans, but the Dundee game of home Dundee, fans I don't think they did it at Wraith. Right. Our Wraith game was definitely behind closed doors. Right. And then the Kelly game at Dens, in a way, there was, I think it was 500, but right. again, it sounded like 5,000, you know. It was great to hear voices around the, the stadium, mm-hmm. to be honest. What was it like in the dressing room beforehand? Did you know what you were going to do, or was there, was there any doubts? Or? As I said, we a pretty settled team um, from maybe March time onwards. March April time and went and I think it was around seven or eight unbeaten maybe and hit a form at the right time and that's normally what happens. She's not with Livingston when they get promoted, they hit a form at the right time and as I said, we felt that we could take on anyone to be honest. We just knew our jobs and we were all working hard for each other. Everyone in the club, that wasn't just the start and living, that was staff, everyone was just really, really yeah. tight in it together and um, I spoke about it before, I was, What's the ambitions for this season then? You're back where you belong, as you said earlier. Obviously, it's the toughest league it's probably been in many a year. So, when you first come up, you're obviously ambitions to, to stay in the league. Um, of course, it's a, quite a tough league um, for everyone. But, you know, I fancy our chances in, in every game we play in. We've got some top players. Um, and the gaffer's got to set out spot on every game. So, we just need to keep working as hard as we can, believe as well as we can, and just getting the season and see what happens. We said we spoke about this when we were on the recording and I feel as if in that league out with the maybe even without Rangers this season, we could chuck Celtic into it as well. MD can take points off MD. You've seen that be hearts beating Celtic yeah, first you, game of the season. You do, you definitely fan as I said that it's probably got a lot of bigger clubs in the league now, so you go to everywhere you, you need to find yourself. Mm-hmm. Um and there's, there's always pressure on especially at Dundee because the fans they want they want you to win, you need to win. So that's great, it's great to have that pressure on your back sometimes. So so we go into every game and just try our best and and I'm sure we'll come out pretty well in the end tomorrow. Who's the players at Dundee to look out for that folk maybe haven't thought of? Uh, well, Gowser's obviously one I spoke with him, he's brilliant, takes the ball. Um, Sean Byrne, he's, he's the middle engine in midfield, he sort of sits and lets a uh, really tidy player and just keeps the ball moving and, just, and always in the right areas to be honest. Um, Obviously, Ashcroft chipped him a lot of goals. Marsh, I could go through the full team, to be honest. Everyone's obviously, they've been great last season, get promoted, and I believe that this, the Gaffer built a team that can compete in this league, and hopefully now we can go short, to be honest. Do you set yourself ambitions for the Cup? Yeah, we've always said that since I've been there, to be honest. Of first ambitions, obviously, to win the group and get out of the group, which we've done every year I've been there. And then you just want to do your best and just take each game that comes, but in the cup it's a one off game sort of thing so you just yeah. need to go for it and you know you see St Johnson last season you know, why not it's crazy you know man. so I think every club of fans their chances absolutely honest, again this season in the cup so why not Dundee I know you're going to tell me that you're only looking for the season ahead but what's in the future for Jordan McGee <laughs> Juventus <laughs> ah, maybe I clean the boots I said no I'm like I'm love it at Dundee you said there it's a Great club, I'm under a great management team and the players are great as well now. 
So this season, I just want to have a good season, solid season, and help the club finish as high as it can. Um, and then like football, just see what see what happens. But at the moment, I'm absolutely delighted to be at Dundee. It's a great club for me, and you know, it's worked out really well for me so far. It's been an absolute pleasure. I would wish you all the best for the season, but I hope you finish below Motherwell. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Thank you. Nice one. Uh, thanks to everyone who's watched this episode of the DW Podcast. If you liked it, please like and subscribe and check out some previous episodes. Cheers. <laughs>